0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coffee and Prayer. I am Pastor Andrew of Carter, and this is a worldwide ministry. This is something that I do every single day. Today is 110 days in a row. As you guys are tuning in, please let me know where you are and what time it is Today... I am here on YouTube, I had to do YouTube, I logged into Instagram, I did everything that I do, I tried to do my coffee and prayer, like I usually do, but for the very first time, Instagram is down on my end, I reset the Wi-Fi, I changed the settings, I logged out, I shut off my phone, and I was in, a, I was in this weird place of panic, I was like, oh my gosh, Uh, My, it's not working. It's not working. Oh no! Copy and prayer is not gonna happen. And I said, you know what? I've got TikTok. I've got YouTube. I think Twitter has a place that we can go live. Uh, the word of God will be preached. Plus, I'm recording this for my podcast, so it will be up on Spotify later today. Glory to God, right? The good word, the good gospel is going to be preached. Whether there's badges or not, whether Instagram's up or not, if we have to go to the sanctuary app, wherever we got to go, we're going to go there to preach this good word. And I just pray that those of you who showed up and were looking for it on Instagram, uh, I had many messages. People are like, hey, is everything okay? Are you doing alright? Are you, are you okay? And it's like, bro, I'm doing great. I'm here. And uh, regardless of the obstacles and issues that Instagram wants to throw at us, we're gonna preach this gospel. We're gonna get into the word of God. Amen? Amen. Look, I love it. People were panicked. I bet people are just like, well, I don't even know what to do with my hands. What are we gonna do today? It's been 110 days of, of <laughs> coffee and prayer. And I'm sure people are just like, well, what do i do what you do okay let's just let's just do a, a, an earthquake drill can we do that glory to god if ever uh i'm not up for coffee and prayer okay don't panic Okay. I want you to grab your Bible, I want you to grab your highlighter, I want you to grab your coffee, and I want you to proceed uh, to study the Word of God like we have for the last 110 days. Check my stories, because uh, most likely, it's not me, it's social media. I'm too consistent to just not show up. Amen? So... um, Man, I've only got a fraction of you guys here. I will be, I think I'm gonna be able to screen record this or save this, I'll post it to Instagram so that we have completion uh, or even a clip of this so that we, you know, I'll be able to guide people over here so they can see this video. So good morning, I love you guys, I honor you. Here we are, here we are, we're on YouTube. Um, Some of you guys probably didn't even know that uh, I had a YouTube channel. So um, subscribe while you're here, as a matter of fact. This is kind of a good thing. Subscribe while you're here. Help me get 10,000 followers over here on YouTube. But um, today, go ahead and put in the chat, Acts chapter 17. That is our scripture for the day. Acts chapter 17. Mm, mm, mm. Somebody, somebody, anybody, give me that Acts chapter 17. I wonder how long the lag is. There we go, Mandy's on it. I appreciate it. Woo, the coffee is hot this morning. So um, in the last chapter, Acts chapter 16, what we saw was right here at the end, uh, Paul and Silas, they got snatched up and uh, they, they got taken in, they got beaten pretty good. And while they were in the jail, there was the big earthquake that shook the foundations of the jail. Their chains came loose. The doors swung open. The jailer's like, oh, no, I'm about to lose my job, right? They're going to execute me because I had one job, and that was to make sure that people stayed in their chains and in their cages. Uh, but before, So he was about to just off himself. He's got a sword. And what happens is Paul says, whoa, 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 whoa. We're all here, bro. Don't do it. Do not do it. And so um, he doesn't. And he, from the results of that, he becomes saved. He washes up their wounds. Uh, Him and his whole family get baptized. The next day, the, the jailer comes through and says, hey, let these guys go. Paul refuses. He's like, no, you guys owe us an apology. And so they come, apologize, and then ask him to leave. But what we find here is now Paul and Silas are in Thessalonica, right? When we read the book of Thessalonians, we understand that this is Paul writing a letter back to the church in Thessalonica, and this is how how it becomes established and so as they're going through Am- amphipolis and apollonia uh, they come to thessalonica right and where here they are they're in the jewish synagogue so they found the synagogue paul goes into the synagogue on the sabbath day for three weeks and uh, he talks with the jews about scriptures he explains and breaks things down he's telling them that jesus is the christ uh he's telling them that, um, you know, Jesus rose from the dead. He's preaching the gospel in this place. In verse 5, it's the same thing that we hear on a regular basis. The Jews became jealous, right? And so they got some evil men this time from the marketplace. They got other people to do their bidding, right? They got other people to do their bidding. And uh, they formed a mob and started a riot. Started a riot uh they ran off to jason's house looking for paul and silas they wanted to bring them in they ended up grabbing jason and some people and then uh you know they were accusing them they were you know saying things and saying jason is keeping them in this house and all of the things they do is against caesar's law the leaders in the city of the city heard these things and they made jason and the other people put up a sum of money basically they they forced them to to put up bond right they had to pay they had to get they had to bail themselves out So what we see here is uh, Paul and Silas, they go to Berea the same night, they get sent out. And so they're doing the same thing, right? They are more than willing to listen to uh, listen than the Jews were in Thessalonica. And what I like, I highlighted this part. So as they're preaching the gospel and telling them about Jesus, it says in, what is it, verse 11, that they were eager to hear what Paul and Silas said and studied the scriptures every day to find out if these things were true. So what you see is this picture of you know, Paul and Silas are preaching the gospel. They're sharing the, the, the message of Jesus Christ and the Bereans in this area, they heard and they went and they got their Bibles and they were like, let me make sure that this is what they're saying. They're saying that these prophecies point at the Messiah, at Jesus. And so they go and they're studying and making sure. And what it says is from that, uh, many of them believed as well as many important Greek women and men. But the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God too. So they came there and they upset the people and made trouble. So the same people who ran them out of Thessalonica, uh, they heard that Paul and Silas Silas were down the road, right? In another city doing the same thing. And so they traveled over there just to make trouble. They went over there just to shake things up and to get them out of there. And so they made trouble. The believers quickly sent Paul to the coast but Silas and Timothy stayed back okay and so uh, Paul went to Athens and this is cool so this is what really fired me up Acts chapter 17 is very is fairly short again if you guys are maybe new to this maybe you're new to YouTube you're like what is going on? why is this guy so fired up? this is coffee and prayer this is a daily Bible study that we typically do on Instagram but Instagram wasn't acting right. We're going through Acts, and Instagram wasn't acting right, so here we are, YouTube. What we do is we share one scripture from the New Testament and one from the Old Testament. You read it on your own. I don't read it to you. I share some insights, some context, some things that get me fired up and really spoke to my heart. Uh, So far, today is 110 days in a row. Whether Instagram wants to, to, uh, to honor that or not, right? we are here but you guys are reading this on your own acts chapter 17 and even psalm 99 those are our readings for the day are fairly short so i'm going to keep it uh well i always say i'm going to keep it sweet and short short and sweet but um that never ever happens so holy spirit lead us and guide us but the message that paul preaches in athens is one that is powerful. So while Paul is waiting for Silas and Timothy, he's meandering through Athens. He's spending time in the synagogue. He's talking to the Jews and the Greeks who worship God. He's also spending time in the marketplace. So he's kind of just making his way through Athens and he's mingling and he's sharing the gospel. He's just kind of on his own. He's doing his own little missions. One of the things that happened is, uh, you know, some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers were arguing with him, saying that this man doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, what is he trying to say? Others said, you know, he seems to be telling us about some other gods. Paul was telling them about Jesus and the rising from the dead. So what it did is it. It uh, perked their curiosity. In other cities, as you're telling about other gods, the, the locals would get mad. They would get upset. But here in Athens, they were curious. They, they wanted to know more. They loved to discuss other religions. They loved philosophy, right? If you look back at time in time, you know that the Greeks were great philosophers and they loved to debate and they loved to talk and they loved to learn about things. And so here it says that, uh, you know, Paul... Uh, they, they took Paul to a meeting of the, I think it's the Eropagus. not sure how, uh, somebody said, I was waiting on IG for you and I was worried and I was praying for you. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. Uh, no, I'm good, man. It's Instagram acting up. But the Oropagus, it's it's a meeting. And so they said, please explain this new idea that you have been teaching. The things that you're saying are new to us and we want to know what this means. And so it says all of the people of Athens and those from other countries who lived there always use their time to talk about the newest ideas. And so Paul stood before them. And the message, uh, you, you'll read this message. You'll read this in, in Acts chapter 17. And it moved me. Like if I wasn't a believer, I'd start believing. I was like, man, Lord, that's powerful. Like, okay, Jesus. So just let me kind of break it down and share what some of the things he said. He said, people of Athens, I see you a, you're very religious in all things. And as I was going through your city, I saw the objects of worship. He sees the little, the idols and the little figurines. He sees all of the things that they're putting hope and putting their praise in. And it even says it's written on there to a God who is not known. And so he uses that. He says, you guys worship a God that you don't know. But that's the God that I'm telling you about, the God who made the whole earth and everything in it. In verse 25, he said, the God, this God is the one who gives life, breath, and everything else to people. Hallelujah. He goes down in verse 27. He says, God wanted them. He, he made the people, all kinds of different people, and he wanted them to look for him and perhaps search all around for him and find him, though he is not far away from any of us. And I'm just like, woohoo. Okay. Okay. He says in verse 28, we live in him. We walk in him. We are in him. Some of your own poets have said, for we are his children, right? He, now he's using, now he's quoting like, oh, Paul was so crafty and such an amazing speaker. It's no wonder that he impacted the church as he did. Remember that Paul was once Saul and he was persecuting the church and he was locking Christians up and helping sentence them to death. He's holding the coats of the men who stoned Stephen to death, our first Christian martyr. He is now a man who is traveling the world traveling the world and was preaching the gospel and changing lives and the way that he speaks now he's quoting their own philosophers he's quoting their own philosophers and says oh my goodness he says your poets your own poets have said for we are his children so since we are god's children you must not think that god is something that people imagine or make from gold silver or rock Right? It says in the past people didn't know or understand God and he ignored this, but now God tells all people in the world to change their hearts and to change their lives. God has set a day that he will judge all the world with fairness. I highlighted an underlined fairness. God is fair despite what you're going through, the circumstances that you find your back against the wall, the, the, the circumstances that are coming against you, the, what you're dealing with. God is fair despite that. Your circumstances and and, and the tragedies and the issues and the things that you're going through is not uh, a reflection of God's goodness, justness, or fairness. We will all be judged fairly. Amen. God is good and faithful. And immediately people get upset and they go, if God's so good, then why do kids get cancer? If God's so good, then then, then why uh, why did my uncle touch me when I was a child? If God's so good, why are there people who are starving and struggling? Why is it that this good God would allow these bad things to happen? Right, And it's hard for us to understand that God doesn't operate on the same level that we operate on. His, his ways are higher than ours. God, we're in a fallen world that is filled with sin, evil, and darkness, right? God, this is a fallen world, right? Sin exists, Satan exists. There is evil in this place, right? God can bring glory and honor from all situations because the world that we are living in is fallen doesn't change the character and nature and the fairness, the justice, the righteousness, the holiness of God and does not change who he is. Many times we're bringing up issues uh, that, that stem from the heart of man, right? World famine doesn't have to be an issue. Agree to disagree, but there is enough money in this world that everybody could eat. But the systems that have been created, the the, the distribution of wealth, the way that people hoard money and materials the way that people seek after their own good the selfishness right that is around this world keeps individuals in we god has created more than enough there's more than enough food there's more than enough water there's more than enough resources but the greed and selfishness of man have created like i said that this this uh inequality in the distribution of wealth And then we have people who stand and make these laws and go, well, this is, it's the land of the free. If you want something, go get something, right? Not every land is free where there's famine and disease and and pestilence and crops are being eroded and there's no access to water in other countries. That's not the land of the free, but we have the resources, technology and availability to eradicate famine. And so we get mad at God and go, why is famine a thing? Why are people starving around the world? And it's like, I don't know, Jeff Bezos. I don't know, Bill Gates. I don't know, uh, 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 what is the Tesla guy, Uh, whatever his name is. I can't even remember. I don't know, you guys. Well, they work for their money. They shouldn't have to take care of other people. That's the heart right there that's the that's part of the issue we get mad at some of these things and and it's not god's fault it's our own fault because we are not stepping into those places and taking care of those things right like like come on man come on we can do better we can't wag our fist at god and get mad at him because the world that we're living in is fallen. everybody has a choice every day you wake up and you choose whether you follow christ or not It's your choice it's your decision elon musk is the guy thank you i appreciate it glory god glory to god some of you guys are still tuning in you you finally made it to the stories and you're like oh the stories he's on youtube yeah unfortunately instagram was not the thing it was not the move this morning but uh look let's get off of that subject okay but but god will judge the world with fairness again this is paul uh in athens preaching to the oropagus the oropagus it's a a gathering of individuals who want to know more and so here he is right he's here and uh, maybe i can pin that Uh, i don't know how this is all new stuff here i was gonna pin that uh but but he's preaching to them and the message that he's preaching is powerful and it says that uh, when the people heard about Jesus being raised from the dead, some of them laughed. Okay, some of them were like, "Hmm," and then others said, "We will hear more about this from you later." So Paul went away from them. But some of the people believed, Paul uh, believed him and joined him. Among those who believed was, uh, I think you say it, Dionysius, or Dionysius, uh, a member of the Areopagus, a woman named Damaris, and some others. So. Uh, they had the, the, they had the courtesy not to beat him, not to stone him, not to run him out of town, right? They were like, some of them mocked him. They were like, that's ridiculous. He rose from the dead. Ah, we're good. Some of them were like, well, hmm, I want to hear more about this. And then some of them followed him. So it wasn't a bad outing, right? We have to remember that in some cities he's been beaten, some he's been thrown in jail, some... You know, it's it's so it, it went fairly well in Athens up to this point. It went fairly well. And that's kind of where you see it. As I read the book of Acts, right, again it inspires me and encourages me. It fires me up as a follower of Jesus because of the boldness, uh, because of the truth that they stood on, uh, the way that they laid their lives down on the line, right? So, So imagine this. So many people say, well, they question Christianity. They question the validity of it. Paul, these stories are found outside of the Bible. Can we just understand that? The Bible uh, is, is what we believe in. It's the inspired word of God. Now, What we, what, what we can't argue with is if you, you can go into Greek history and they, there, there's records of Paul being in Athens outside of the Bible, non scriptural, right? Right? Things that aren't scripture. So when people are like, okay, well, this isn't real, there's record of Paul being in this place and doing what the Bible is saying that he's doing. So we understand that Paul was real and his mission was real. So, so let's think about this. And this is what fires me up. And, and, and strengthens my conviction and, and belief in the word. There was a man who was laying his life down on the line, going from city to city, preaching the gospel of Jesus. And, and, and his life, every place that he was in was on the line. There were riots, there were mobs, they were beating him, they were throwing him in jail, they were threatening his life, they were mocking him and making fun of him. What he stood for was truth. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't do that for a lie. I wouldn't do that unless something moved inside of me, unless maybe I was walking on a road and my eyes were blinded and I heard the voice of the Lord and for three days I was blind and until I did what I was told to do, the scales wouldn't fall off from my eyes and when I saw and understood who it was, it was Jesus talking to him, the the very one that he was uh, persecuting the followers of, right, it was enough, it was enough for him to say. My life everything else up until this point does not matter This is what I was created for and this is what i'm going to do until death right until death I am going to follow the purpose the plan and the will for my life Even if my life is on the line, this is how true it is This is the conviction that he had and this is the same kind of conviction I pray that you guys have that the scales are wiped away from your eyes. You guys see the light you know jesus you are followers of christ you understand the plan purpose and mission that he has for your life and you will do everything that you can to fulfill that purpose i want you guys to be on fire like the church was in the book of acts because the mission is the same it says you guys i don't know the address in the bible where it says it but the harvest is great but the workers are few if you are here on this live i'm here to tell you that you are a worker that you are here for the same purpose that I am. You're not here for a motivational speech. You're not here for me to just inspire you and make you feel good. I'm not even that good of a talker. I don't even know why you guys are here half the time. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. But but here's the thing. You guys are here because the inspired word of God, God is trying to get a hold of us. He's trying to grab our attention. He's trying to wake us up and pull us out of, of this darkness or this fog or this rut that we've been living. In because you were created for a higher purpose and your higher purpose is to make him known. It's to make him known. You guys, what else are we here for? What else are we here for? To get married, right? To to just to, to live the best life that you possibly can, to stack up as much money as you can. I shared this before when I think of uh, when I when I think of accumulating things, right? I, I've had dreams in the past. I remember when I was younger. I've had these dreams where. I'm like pushing a shopping cart through a store, and it's almost like that old supermarket store where you're just throwing things into the basket. You're trying to get as much as you can. You got a minute on the clock, and whatever you can put into your, your 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 shopping cart, you get to keep, right? It was a show back in the day. I used to love it, and I would always think about what would I grab, what would what would be the things now. And they would total up the basket, and you either get that money or you get the item, something like that, right? Anyway in my dreams, I would be in this store and I'd be putting shoes and clothes and there's money and I'm accumulating all of these things into this basket. And I remember when I would wake up, I would be like, man, where's that at? Like, where are my shoes at? Right? Where are my shoes? Like, where are my clothes? It it felt so real. It, It was like I was accumulating all of these things and I would snap out of this dream and I would be like, oh, and I would kind of be sad or disappointed that I didn't have any of it. I wasn't able to take any of it with me. And I believe that that's how life is, right? This isn't scriptural. This is is me being weird, but this is what I feel like. So many of us are here in this life and we're grabbing things and we're trying to accumulate things. And we've got the RV and we've got the boat and we've got the 401k and we're pulling all of these things in. And there's so much importance, but I believe that when you take your last breath, you're going to wake up on the other side of eternity and you're not going to have any of those things. And you're gonna be like, wow, I spent so much time, energy and effort trying to gather and hold on to these things that are essentially meaningless. They're essentially meaningless. They mean nothing in the scope of eternity. God isn't going to bring you, he's not gonna usher you into the other side and be like, so what kind of belt were you wearing? A Gucci one? Bravo, my boy. Like that's really what I was talking about. He doesn't care. None of that stuff matters. It's so much greater. Wake up, church. Wake up, brothers and sisters. Wake up. Does that make sense? There's so there, there's such a higher purpose on our lives. The only currency, like, I don't even want to say currency. I, I don't want to get super weird. But what I'm trying to say, like, the only thing that I feel that, like, really counts is when I, the, the things that come through is I, I believe that, you're going to get a chance to high five all of the people that you made an impact in their life that you shared jesus with you know what i mean and so like heaven rejoices over one soul if you impact one individual and they put their faith in jesus like bravo that is awesome that's what i think fires god up that he's just like yes that was your purpose that was the mission that's why you were here Right, you, you found me. You searched. You found me. You heard my word. You got excited about it. You allowed the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. Right, Your sins are forgiven. I'm stoked about it. High five. But, But for me, the only thing that I want to accumulate, the only thing that I want to do is I want to change people's lives. And it's not me doing the changing. I can help change people's lives by pointing them to Christ, by encouraging them to dig deeper into their word, by encouraging them to pray instead of run to this world. That's the impact that I want to make. And I believe that on the other side of heaven that I'm going to get to high five all of the people who, whose lives that I was had an impact on even though I'm a small piece of the puzzle it's not by anything that I say it's not by anything that I do it's all because of Jesus it's all because of him but because of that I get to high five them and I picture it's like going to be the, the Red Sea parted, and there's going to be people on each side I'm going to just run through and I'm going to high five them on each side just like you're getting introduced into a basketball game and you're just high fiving people and it's like woo Thank you, Jesus. That's what gets me excited, right? Because I understand the assignment. I understand the purpose. This isn't about me. M- merely want you guys to understand what you guys are here for. And many times, it's hard to understand because the bills are real. Things are tra- challenging, right? The bills are real. Things are challenging. Uh, grief is real. There, there are hard things that everybody's dealing with and going through and like some really hard things right? things that are that are sometimes unimaginable to others there, there there are some things that are super challenging and my heart goes out uh for those of you who are struggling and, and dealing with real life issues um but a lot of the times those are distractions right we've become so sentimental and, and life has become like this hallmark card where even in the face of you know, real life things, we become so distracted and we're easy. Our attention is easily pulled off. It's funny because like we'll go through seasons and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, or if you guys understand or feel me, just, you know, say it in the chat. Um, you'll be on fire for God and you know, oh, I'm praying, I'm reading my word, I'm getting stronger in my spirit. And then something happens in your life. (coughs) Amen. Something happens in your life. Something happens in your life. And then all it does is it sidelines your faith. The very first thing that you do is you push your faith aside. The very thing that you need, the most important thing that you need, your rock, your comfort, the your refuge, right? Your strong tower is now all of a sudden we don't have time to read our word we don't have time to get into prayer we don't have time to listen to worship the very thing that we need we push away we put it on the back burner we 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 retreat from the thing that we need do you think that's a coincidence it's not when when you are living for the world right when you're when you're not making an impact in the kingdom of heaven do you think that the devil's messing with you more or less a lot less the enemy if he has you right where he wants you If you are living for this world, you know, you might go, man, I I remember when I was living for the world, there was no conviction. There wasn't a lot of guilt. There wasn't a lot of shame because I hadn't heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. I didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I was just the dude living, living life. It wasn't until i received jesus christ as my lord and savior that things started to get tough and i was like dude i said this prayer and now nothing's going right it seems like every time i do something bad now i'm getting in trouble there were no consequences for my decisions before that that i knew of so as you get closer to the plan purpose and will that god has for you don't be surprised if there's things that rise up in your life that try to thwart you from following god That's exactly how the enemy works is as I'm living for the world. He don't need to pay no attention to me because I'm not doing anything for the Lord. I'm, I'm right where the enemy wants me. It's as soon as I start focusing my attention and my eyes on Christ and I start living on fire and devoting time to knowing him more and, and, and working out the plan and purpose that he created me for and I start witnessing and I start disrupting the, 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 the systems and the spiritual principalities in, in dark places when I start breaking chains and moving strongholds and helping people be delivered and that's when trouble starts knocking at your door. The devil goes, wait a second, listen, this person's walking and authority and power. They've been blind, they've been numb for so long. They didn't understand the assignment. They didn't know what they were here for. So now I've got to pay them a little bit more attention. So uh, don't be surprised that as you are drawing closer to God, things around you start to pop up. But the beauty of it is that the power in us is greater than the power in this world. And as we know and understand, That our our, our future, what we're here for is so much higher than this world, right? Those things start to become minuscule. They start to be, you can start to see them coming from a mile away, right? I'm serving God. And now something's rising up against me. I see you. I get that. I knew that was going to come. But thank God that I have the rock. Thank God that I'm not just tossed about like a leaf on the ocean. I'm Thank God I'm not just ruled by my feelings and my emotions and the things that keep coming at me. Right? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You guys, Psalm chapter 99 is our Old Testament reading. Um, if you guys would put that in the chat, that would be Great. Let me check my time over here i'm so thankful that we got a chance to to still meet even though it's on youtube it's a little different like i said i'll send a link um and, and i'll copy this to instagram and uh, again I'll, I'll be there but this will be the backup like so for the the almost 200 of you guys on here if you guys uh you know you have friends or family who get on coffee and prayer and they're asking about it if instagram's down like don't check up on me check the app like it was working for some people but it wasn't working for me i don't know why i screenshotted it so you guys don't think i'm crazy i turned off the wi-fi i shut down the app i tried several things i tried several things for a while um, before i just said you know what we're gonna just jump over here so um it's good it's good love you guys psalm 99 so this talks about the holiness of god right the holiness of god the lord reigneth Let the people tremble. He sits between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The picture of God in this psalm is one that, you know, they talk about the fear of God, right? (laughs) Uh, uh, To have this fear and reverence, this respect for his power, understanding that he has the power uh, to destroy this whole thing right? He has the power. He, I mean, he could go Thanos on us if he wanted to, bam. And if you guys don't know what I'm referencing, that's uh, an Avengers end game reference where the guy gets all of the affinity stones and he snaps his finger and half of the population disappear. Like God is more powerful than that. You, you feel me? Like I'm using a crude analogy from the world uh, in order to, in order to, you know, make a point, but God is great. And, and here it says the Lord, let the people tremble. Right, It says, the Lord is great and he's high above all the people. In verse 3, it says, let them praise thy great and terrible name for it is holy. When I read this, like, I got some questions. I was like, his terrible name? Hold on a second. Why would, verse 3 says, let them praise thy great and terrible name for it is holy. Then they follow up for it is holy. Like, wait a second, Terrible? So I look it up, what is the root of terrible? It's terrifying, it's not good, right? It's not good, terrible, it's terrifying. And so I start to think of as people, right? It, it, we get so, we have we get so audacious sometimes. We get so bold the way that we talk to God and the way that we interact with God, not realizing who he is you guys understand that we have access because of the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ the access that we have to god and we flippantly talk to him like he's our little brother like like we can bully him or we can boss him around or we can really grab his arm and we can twist it and make him do what we want we're talking to the god of the universe it is terrible it, it can be terror. Like he, he is, he can. If you really think about it, the fact that we have access to God is a little terrifying, right? And you, you don't have to. You don't have to agree with me. Some of you guys are like, no, Jesus is love and he's soft and he's comforting. But at the end of the day, yes, all of that's true. But the fact that he is the creator of all things, he knows your thoughts, he knows your every move. He created you in your mother's womb, not just you, but me and everybody on this live. The power that he has. There's a little bit. I mean, this is the Bible. Don't get mad if you're like, he's not terrifying, Andrew. Look at the scripture. The scripture. Let the people tremble, right? Tremble in his awake. He he is great. Let them praise your great and terrible name for it is holy. It's pure, right? Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. Come on now. It says uh, he spoke to them. In a cloudy pillar they kept his testimonies and the ordinance that he gave them you answered them O oh lord our god and you forgave them though you took vengeance of their inventions exalt the lord our god and worship at his holy hill for the lord our god is holy he is holy he is righteous he is just he is pure somebody asked me yesterday does god punish you and i said no god doesn't punish us as his children He disciplines us. He He chastens us. We learn. There are consequences for our decisions. But the question was, does God make you sick if you sin? Right? And it got me thinking like, God's just and he's fair and he's not petty. He's not like us, right? I know that some of us would, you know, if somebody did us wrong, we'd be like, we're going to make you get sick, right? You're going to really pay for the way that you treated me. You guys, if we were punished by God, then we would be dead in our sins right we would be dead in our sins there are consequences for our decisions our choices and our actions but god isn't a petty god he isn't a a god who who wags his finger at you he's not standing over you waiting for you to mess up so he can you know do something that's sick and twisted and 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 you know punish you in that manner right i want you guys to see god as a very just and and a very fair God, right? Very fair. Reverence. Yes, reverential fear. It's this respect and this honor for who he is. But I shared this with my men's group last night is the way that we see God is we're just like little bobblehead babies, right? Learning how to walk. So we're crawling in our little head muscles. We ain't even strong enough to keep our little necks up, our little heads up with our little baby necks. And we make these poor decisions and choices and there's a consequence for that right maybe we pull ourselves up on the coffee table and we let go and we start to walk and bam we fall on our head god is there to pick us up to dust us off to patch up our 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 little wounds and he puts us back on track and says try again i love you try again and as we try again, you know, we, we might get a couple more steps in and then we fall and he's there to pick us up and to love us and dust us off and put us back on track. But now as we start to get our feet underneath us and we start to walk, let's say we walk into the kitchen. And we're doing pretty good for ourselves and he's there kind of hovering over us, making sure that we don't, you know, get too hurt. But, uh, you know, he'll warn us in the word like, hey, in the word it says, don't touch the stove. And you look at him and you say, don't touch the stove. You're looking at the word, don't touch the stove, right? The stove is a symbolic for sin. Don't touch the stove. Well, you walk up and you touch the stove, boom, and you burn yourself. And he's there and he's just like, you touched the stove, didn't you? And your fingers are burning. And you're like, oh, there's consequences for your actions. You ignored his instruction. You, you looked right at him and said, don't touch the stove, but you touched it anyway. There are consequences for your actions, but he's there to run your little fingers under cold water, to put some ointment on there, to bandage them up. And he's hoping that you learn. Did you learn your lesson? I love you. I'm here for you. Okay? Uh, let Let me fix you up. I'm here. Let's put you back on track. Did you understand why I don't want you to touch the stove? Because you're going to be hurt. Now, let me put you over here away from the kitchen. But what happens is many of us go, did he really say not to touch the stove? I just touched it. It hurt. It burnt. Right? Am I talking to anybody out there? You're looking at it and you're like, oh, you're looking at the word. The word says, don't do it. But what do we do? We stumble back into the kitchen. And the beauty of free will is he loves you so much. He's going to allow you to do it again. There's free will, but you're going to have consequences. This time you might get burnt a little more. And that's what we do with sin and in this life is God's telling us, he's warning us, he's loving us. He's not over there as you're walking there. He's not kicking your feet out from underneath you. He's not pushing you down. He's not shoving you down. He's not stepping in. He's going to allow you. He's going to allow you to continue to walk down there. It's your choice. Do you learn from your mistakes? Are you growing from them? Are you paying attention to the warnings and the signs that are found in the word of God? Are you paying attention to him speaking to you and saying, hey, don't do that. I don't want you to do that. I I, I have these things things up. I have these rules, these guidelines. I want you to adhere to these things because I love you and I want to protect you. I don't want you to get hurt. Fill in the blank with relationship. Okay. I don't want you in chasing and pursuing that relationship. I don't want you having sex before marriage. I don't want you using drugs. I don't want you doing these things. He will allow you to make your choices and your decisions. It's completely up to you. Go for it but there will be consequences for your decisions, right? If I go in there and burn my hand, he's not like, he's not gonna punish me, right? In the sense where he's putting me over his knee and he's just wailing on me. That's not, I don't know what your relationship was like with your parents, but that's not how our heavenly father is. He is filled with love. He is filled with gentleness and compassion, but he is righteous, he is just, and he is fair. And there are consequences for every choice and decision that you make. Uh, 100%. Amen. Agree, disagree. Don't get mad at me. Read your Bible. Have a better understanding of who he is and how he sees us. We are his children. And he loves us. He loves us so much. Like he doesn't force himself on us. He doesn't force us to love him. He allows us. He loves us so much that he gives us free will. So if we choose not to believe in him, if we choose not to follow him, if we choose not to obey him, we have every right to do that. But there are consequences for those actions. Amen? Amen. I'm glad you guys made it over here uh, to the the YouTube channel where we could do a live coffee and prayer. It's our very first one here, 110 days in a row. But I want to pray. I want to get out of here and uh, you know, I want to go see what's up with YouTube and try to make sure people are able to have access to this video in some way, shape, or form. But now um, I love you guys. I honor you, and uh, I, I so, I so appreciate you guys being a part of Coffee and Prayer um, on a daily basis. Hopefully, we're back on Instagram tomorrow. Um, but if not, we'll be right here. So let's uh, let's say a quick prayer. If you guys have prayer requests, go ahead and put them in the chat. Uh, praying hands would be an unspoken prayer but um, as we start this Wednesday we just get after it today I pray that God would give us more opportunities to preach the gospel to be the light of Christ and um, I've already seen messages and emails don't you guys get worried people are like I hope that you and your family are safe like people are so concerned I love that that breaks my heart that people I'm not on Instagram and so people are like oh they're they're thinking the worst but listen it instagram was just uh being silly today but um here we are and you know if that was you i love you and i honor you thank you guys for reaching out i'm good (laughs) i ain't going nowhere i'm here uh, unless lord takes me home but i doubt that so let's pray heavenly father we just want to thank you for your love your mercy and your grace god we just want to thank you for gathering us here Lord, almost 200 people uh, from Instagram came over here to YouTube to hear your word. And Lord, we thank you for showing up and showing out. Uh, We know that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Lord, the power in us is greater than the power in this world. And uh, we know that somebody was supposed to hear your word today. And the enemy threw everything that he could. Uh, to try to disrupt that but um, we just pray and we know and that we trust that your word does not return void hallelujah god i want to lift up my prayer requests uh, for my brothers and sisters around the world we ask that you would breathe life into their requests that you would use the resurrection power of jesus christ to to help the things that they're asking for come to fruition according to your will Lord, we underline and highlight that we want it according to your will. If it's not from you, then we don't want it. If it's not a part of your plan, then we're not interested. If it's not uh, a part of your purpose, then then no thank you. Lord, we pray for closed doors, uh, doors and opportunities that are not a part of what you have in store for us. We don't want it. God, we don't want it. Lord, help us to have uh, the, the discernment to know the difference so that we don't stay in the same place asking for the same thing when you are clearly telling us no. God, soften our heart. Lord, help us to have uh, eyes that see and ears that hear. God, give us uh, the the fire inside of us to uh, hunger and long for your word, your holy scripture. God, we want you and nothing more. We want you. Our hope, our faith, and our trust are in you, not in the things of this world. God, take away all distractions. We ask that you would remove anything that pulls at our attention. Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would help us to regain our focus, that you would tear the blinders from our eyes, the the scales from our eyes, and help us to see the mission at hand. And to be so fired up about it that nothing stops us, nothing gets in our way. Help us to have the heart and the courage that as we pursue you relentlessly, that the things that rise up against us, they do not sidetrack us. They do not knock us uh, off the path that you have us on, but that we stand strong. And we stand strong, Lord, because we want you. We want you to be the rock of our life, the foundation so that as these storms rise up against us, our homes have been established. They will not be shaken. They will not be moved because we build them on the rock. God, As we leave this place, we just ask for your protection. Uh, We just ask for your oversight and uh, that you would stay at the forefront of our heart and of our mind. And that as the occasion arises, that you would bring scripture to memory so that we are able to minister to others with truth, and with love, God, help us to be lights in this dark and wicked world. And we pray this all in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You guys, I love you. I honor you. I'm so thankful uh, that we made it here. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And again, I will try to be back on Instagram tomorrow. So, um, you know, check there. Again, if I'm not live at 5.30, 5.31, 5.32, check the stories and I will be on a different platform. But for some reason it was off today. But um, don't assume that I was in a crazy car accident or don't assume that, you know, I'm on my deathbed. Just assume that the app is acting up. And uh, I will be going live somewhere else, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. I don't know where I'll be, but uh, I'll be live. If I got to do a Zoom call at 5.30 a.m., I will get us a link and we will meet 110 days in a row. Glory to God. Here's to the next 110. I love you guys. I honor you. And I will see you guys all tomorrow.